Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the October 28th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Friday night edition of the show. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. Hey, listeners, if you haven't subscribed already, please do that. You can just tap the subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app, whatever you're listening to us on now, and boom, you'll be subscribed, which is awesome. Also, uh, check us out over on Twitter at um, yeah, Sports. We've got a website, www.umyeahsports.com. That's a place where you can go get analysis, like ag- kind of like an aggregation site, right? So we go and get the best stuff from around the local sites and social media, and we pull it all together. There's no ads. It doesn't cost you anything, and it's there. So go check it out. All right, John, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. World Series starts tonight. Yeah, yes. Houston Astros, Philadelphia Phillies, Minute Maid Park. But last night, sir, mm-hmm. that was a, just a sad, sta- sad, sad state <laughs> of affairs for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. What happened? Again, what happened? It, it's just offensive line woes. It was offensive line woes, some misses by Tom, and then also. Some, I feel like there was some overthrown balls. There's some definite misses by him. I feel like there was some dropped balls. That's the other thing. I feel like there was Penalties. just some really bad plays, like just to kick the game off, just like right off the bat. Special team issues. Special team issues. And Special team everything issues. Everything that could have gone wrong could went wrong because yeah. even though Tom made mistakes, he didn't have to keep in the games. But every time they got to the goal line or in the red zone, you get a penalty that wipes out either the touchdown or the advancement of the ball to get even deeper. So what's going like on? So there's like lack of discipline. So what's the issue? coaching and so so todd bowles he's is he saying because i know he said that like all 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 things are on the table right as far as coaching right adjustments yeah and so what does that mean so bruce arians comes back and he'll take over the head coaching slot and todd will go focus on the defense again and brian will focus on i don't the, think that's where we're going here. that's not it i think it's more okay. people around todd bowles uh either getting um, having to fix things or possibly readjusting the actual position. Well, the, coaches, the defense had some life, so I don't know if that's looked, a reflection of of maybe Todd Todd Bowles spending some time right. this week on the defense, concentrating on that a little bit more. He knows how to specialize in that. But, but considering that they were Barrett, playing, though. considering who they were playing, and considering that their secondary was really banged up, right? Yeah, they lost. They had so many outs. But that's the other thing. I think it's penalties some miscues by tom but i think those miscues are happening because he sometimes he misses the throw that just happens with quarterbacks but also the amount of carousel of the position players is ridiculous players are going out and missing time and then coming back and he's trying to learn the chemistries with these players but it's not easy to learn chemistry with players that are out and are not coming back and then trying to figure out how do you you know play with them and then it's you really saw an argument mistakes. for grok Gronk to come back. I don't think that's happening. I really think that's something that Tampa fans should be away from. It's not going to happen. I don't see him coming back at this point. I think there's too much of a loss for him to come back and too little benefit. Because right now that three and five, I don't think he wants to go into a situation where he can get injured. Now, if they make the playoffs, I think there's a real possibility of that. But they just got to clean up the penalties. Oh, sure. Come come in after all the hard work's done. If you're retired already, I mean, then why would you not? But penalties need to clean up. They need guys on the field, and then their defense just got absolutely destroyed because Shaq Barrett, ACL injury, dumped for the rest of the season. So your all-pro linebacker there is now no longer going to be part of the team for the rest of the season. You're already losing a lot of secondary guys, and your cornerbacks are struggling. you got a rookie 
number 27, I can't remember his name, but he struggled last last night as well, some some bad plays. Then your defense is kind of just absolutely annihilated, and all you really have left is Tom Brady, Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and then everyone else is just kind of cycling in wherever they can. Now, the linebackers look good, and the defensive uh, and line look good. They got to Lamar Jackson a bunch and stopped him, but for whatever reason, the second half, the adjustments were not made for Tampa to be able to keep doing that, and they kind of just fell off, which then allowed Lamar Jackson to take over again. So that's that's the other issue. But, you know, they're 3-5 and five at this point, which is not a good record for a Tom Brady-led team. But if they can get guys to be, remain healthy offensively and stay on the field and they can clean up penalties and they can clean up the coaching issues, they'll be fine. But how long that's going to take to get all that stuff to be cleaned up? Probably a couple weeks. So if you lose a few more times, mm-hmm. now you're three and seven. Yeah. And your well, playoff. They can't afford to lose a couple more times. I mean, come on. It's the AFC South, but come on. It, it is, but that's kind of way out of They got it. They're going to, they have time. to get the, they're going to have to get the division because probably they're not going to be able to do any sort of wild card routine no, no. with uh, the rest of the NFC. <laughs> so, yeah. So Rock it's, start. it's, uh, yeah. Hmm. Okie doke. There we go. All right. So. Uh, another team that is uh, facing some level of, of struggle and criticism uh, is the Denver Broncos, right? Yeah. So some some level. Nathaniel Hackett. What's going on? Yeah, the GM just basically came out and said he backs Nathaniel Hackett and likes the culture he's built. So he just wants to keep him around. So he's just going to keep him around. I don't know. That sounds very much. Like, or do you think that's just words? Uh, yeah, it seems very much like lip service. There, we like the culture he's built. I like a culture of. I like the culture of winning. Right. That's How about that I'm, culture? That's what I'm saying. Like, particularly when you've gone out and gotten Russell Wilson. He's the culture he's built is he can keep guys in the locker room together and and they, and they all enjoy the coach. But that's never going to win you football games, right? And obviously, it's going to take time for them to start winning, and it's going to take time to get to that point. But you know he's have he's trying to bring people around him but it just feels like he's a way better um uh, office coordinator than he is a coach because as a coach you have to know what you're doing at all the positions to be able to help everything work but then also if you're in a special line one position or the other you have to be able to play do play calls or something that you know proves your worth it can't just be you are playing gm and you're bringing in guys to help you succeed you have to actually go out there and work it but i also think there's that report that said that uh they're they want to win and they're feeling the 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 ownership is feeling embarrassed of what they're at right now and when something like that comes out and the gm doesn't you know say that's inaccurate or anything like that but just says you know we like the culture he builds that doesn't feel like you know we're committed to this guy for the long run what you when you know that someone's committed for the long run they're winning a ton of games the atmosphere is fantastic the fans are all behind him then you hear the GM say something like, or maybe you don't even hear the GM at all. They just sit back and look at what's happening. I don't think you normally hear from them. But they've come under fire because they've done so many primetime games and struggled. But Russell Wilson seems like he's on the uptake. He played well against the Chargers, kind of slipped up a little bit, got through the injury. He's coming back to play Sunday against the Jaguars. I feel like this game, whether they're going to say it or not, is going to affect the rest um of the season and it's going to affect the arrest of the time with Nathaniel Hackett and where he's going. Now, obviously also said he's backing Russell Wilson up makes sense. Cause you know, he, you paid him a ton of money and locked him up for many, many years. So obviously that makes sense. But with, with Nathaniel Hackett, it kind of feels like things are shifting a little bit and I don't feel like culture is enough to keep a head coach at the helm 
it's it's not really that much of a uh of that much of a compliment what is a good compliment is you're winning games and you're building a winning culture that's the culture you want to keep not you're doing a good job keeping the guys together in the locker room. Now, that is good if you're trying to keep guys around, but then you have all these other rumors of Jerry Judy, you know, getting traded, teams calling about their wide receivers, um, you know, defensive guys possibly getting traded. All those rumors are, you know, circling out there on, on the web. And with that happening, that kind of feels like we're very close to a clean of house as far as what players are concerned and as far as coaches are concerned. And the only person that really feels safe right now is Russell Wilson, and that's because he got the contract. If he had not gotten the contract, he'd probably still be safe, but I feel like there'd be a lot more questions circling around as far as that's concerned. But I feel like the person that's really doing a good job of leadership is Russell Wilson, taking the time to get himself healthy. Just to make sure he's doing those, those whatever they are, high steps up and and down the... The aisle of the plane, making well, sure think, everyone knows. Tell the media. Got to make sure they know, know what I'm doing. Part, but I think the just him trying to get back, trying to lead the team, doing all that stuff, I think that's going to yeah. be helpful. That's what you want from a player. A player, that the quarterback or, or that defense, the guy that's leading the team, keeps the locker room together. The head coach makes sure everything is happening on the football field and makes sure everyone's prepared. That's the compliment you give to those guys, not the compliment you give to your head coach. So I feel like things are way more up in the air. I think the Colts, you know, they're up in there as far as their head coach. I think that's going to go down pretty soon. I think now the Broncos are in that in that list. I think um, the Panthers are obviously in that list because they don't have a head coach. And you know they're all the Colts and the Panthers both aren't are moving to a new guy. So the Colts are no longer using Matt Ryan. That happened earlier this week. They benched Matt Ryan, and the 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 Carolina Panthers have no desire to go back to Baker Mayfield. And now trade rumors are once again circling around Mr. Mayfield. Uh, and Mayfield says he wants to stay, but it seems like he's going. So a lot is happening as far as, you know, coaches are concerned, moving to a different team or uh, coaches leaving and, and and going. And I think a lot of this also has to do with the fact that Brian uh, Dable is, you know, having one of the best seasons in Giants history. And Robert Sala is doing really well in his new position. And all these young coaches are winning games and they're saying to themselves, OK, we hired the wrong guy, cut our losses and move on to the next guy. So that's also not going to help. But this Sunday in London you know, things can make or break it. If they win this game, then I think things might stay the same. If not, and it's an, another embarrassment loss on a national scale, literally, I think things are going to get bad for them. All right. So the Panthers, team that uh, has uh, been able to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the last couple <laughs> of weeks, uh, I, I think that's it, right? No, they lost last three. Yeah, they haven't been they haven't been able to beat anybody else, right? I oh, think they mean, built one they beat one other team, right? The yeah, they lost the last three and then the Panthers and uh, yeah. they just lost last night against the Ravens. Okay. So they've decided that uh neither Sam Darnold nor Baker Mayfield are um yeah. their future quarterbacks. And they're gonna go elsewhere. Yeah, they're gonna go with um what's his name? Uh, P.J. Walker, which is, the XFL, Walker. which is the XFL uh, quarterback. Uh, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the XFL. Got brought so in by electric. the Panthers. And now the... Is he good? The, uh, he's been leading them to wins. And uh, he did really well in the XFL. And in the NFL, he's serviceable. Uh, I wouldn't call him... Is it, he's the one that played against Tampa, he, right? Is uh, he the yeah. One? yeah. He's the one winning quarterback there. But Sam Darnold can't remain healthy. He tried the whole Sam Darnold experiment. He won yeah. for like three games in a row, crashed and burned. Yeah. And, uh, Baker Mayfield comes in, can't win any football games, aired passes, not Baker doing a great Mayfield. job. And huh. then you get all the way to P.J. Walker, who's your third string guy, right after your head coach gets fired, and you just play to him. And, oh, wow, he's winning football games. 
And, you know, he's going to get us in the right direction. And he did it without Christian McCaffrey or Robbie Anderson. That's right. So they just, they just traded away Christian receiver. McCaffrey. So who's the – so is the coach they have right now, is he an interim yeah. guy? Mm-hmm. He's like an assistant? He's just got yeah, – yeah, he came in. He was the next on line. Um, he's not, you know, interested in taking the head coaching job. He's trying to do what he needs to do to keep got things it. afloat. Okay. Um, but if he wins football games and he does enough to do something – Hey, there's a question that maybe he'll stay because his team is not a good team. But if you're winning football games still, that's something yeah. you want to say about your new head coach, right? Okay. But, you know, I'm surprised that they traded Christian McCaffrey. What I'm not surprised about is what they got back in return. Yeah. But I also read that the Rams were trying to get Christian McCaffrey. They failed because of how many draft choices they let up to get these other guys beforehand. They needed a fourth string guy or a, uh, I think a, f- a fourth-round pick to seal the deal, they didn't have one. So the San Francisco 49ers were able to get Chris McCaffrey, and it slipped through their fingers because yeah. right now they're in desperate need of that. Um, so, you know, that's 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 that. But okay. I feel like at first, you know, uh, the Panthers gave up – or the, the 49ers gave up way too much for Chris yeah. McCaffrey. But I watched the few snaps that Chris McCaffrey played instant – um, instant player that makes them instant contenders uh, with Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey yeah. backfield. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's going to yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah. Well, now the NFC West looks interesting because Seattle looks pretty interesting as well. So here, here's a question. So uh, former LA Ram OBJ, where we, when is he coming back again? Mid-November. Okay, mid-November November. from an injury. Everything looks like it's on track. Yeah. So, all right. There's another team, another team in the mix now. Yeah, Jerry Jones. Oh, the, the Dallas Cowboys, huh? Yeah, I don't think this is gonna work eh, it doesn't out. Doesn't sound because right. they uh, they wanted Von Miller, gave him a low ball offer. He went yeah. to the Bills. They can't pay anyone. I mean, they just sent Amari Cooper to the Browns because they couldn't afford to pay all three wide receivers. So let's send Amari Cooper, who's been lining it up for the Cleveland Browns, away. And these other guys now our wide receiver core is kind of up in the air. But then C.D. Lamb, how are you gonna pay what OBJ wants? probably out of the running Kansas City Chiefs I think took themselves out of the running as well but it is possible that they still get him because they just traded for Kadarius Tony from the Giants and now he's part of their team which is a speedster and has had success he hasn't played all that much in the Giants offense but you know with Patrick Bums there I think that that's going to be uh some not I mean he's not gonna be Tyree Kill obviously but he has some game-changing speed that if you get the ball in his hands I think he could play well and that's why I went out and picked him up in the fantasy market because I'm excited to see what he could do but I think Maybe that brings him out of the equation. Um, but I've heard Baltimore uh, as an opportunity, like I said, and I think the Rams are also a possibility in the Buffalo Bills. Every team is claiming that it's a done deal, that he's going to their squad. Like um, the Cowboys are claiming that it's pretty much a done deal, like he wants to go there. The Bills are like, there's a done deal, he's going to Buffalo. Do we really know where he's going? Only he and his agent probably know that at this point, where he's, where he's desiring to go. But I kind of want to see him play at Baltimore. I think if he goes to Baltimore, that team becomes an instant Super Bowl contender, and we might see the uh, the Ravens beat the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs on his way to a Super Bowl against whoever the NFC opponent that you know proves themselves and rises through that stacked uh, NFC is. But I think if you put an OBJ into that lineup with Lamar Jackson, with those running backs, with that defense that has been playing lights out football, um, you saw him against Tampa, locking it down, doing really well. The last couple of games, getting multiple strip sacks, doing all that, just playing really well. That continues, you know, I think with OBJ and that mix is so much better. You also put him on Buffalo or Kansas City. 
uh, both instant contenders. I think he's changes so much of a complexion of a team. Uh, other than Green Bay, if he goes to Green Bay, I think he's you know going to finish out his career without another Super Bowl ring. But I mean, at this point, every team feels like it's another. Is every day you feel like you wake up and another team's throwing their hat in the ring of I want OBJ. But I'd say the Cowboys are in and out in the same breath. I don't. Yeah. There's no way they pay for him. Yeah, it's like back when you told me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in the running. They were in the running, but that you know was uh-huh. a long time ago. Yeah, that was okay. All right, so we've got uh, we've got the World Series on Fox uh, here in about the next uh, four or five minutes. Um, any games that you're interested in this weekend at all? Anything you got your eye on? Anything you're excited about? Either college or the NFL? Anything? Anything you're looking forward to? I think automatically the first game that comes to mind is obviously the Trevor Lawrence-led Jaguars against the Broncos in uh, in London, just because I think that has major play or implications for the uh, for the Denver Broncos. Um, I, I want to see the Eagles play the Steelers, not because I don't think I don't think that's gonna be a good game, yeah. but I think the Eagles are gonna go seven zero, and I think that's just gonna be fun to watch them do that. But the game that I'm two games I'm really excited for that I think are gonna be really competitive are the 49ers versus the Rams. Because uh-huh. that's been a matchup that everyone's talking about how they lost, how they didn't play well, and you know all that stuff, and that's going to be some playoff implications there. Because if they lose both those games, they lose both head-to-head matchups, and if says the record are right on top of each other at three and four and three and three, that could have implications. And the other game is the Giants and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, that one. One's I think that's a good one. One's at six and one, and one's at four and three. Um, you know, if Seattle wins, they'll go up to five and three. Giants will fall to six and two. But if they win, the Giants are seven and one. Seattle falls to four and four. The Giants have come out of nowhere and just played masterfully. I'm really excited to see what they look like uh, over the next couple of games. And then in college, I always look for the ranked against ranked because I think those are the most fun. You got Ohio State versus Penn State. That's a get two against 13. Um, and then you get Kentucky versus Tennessee, 19 against three, uh, which, you know, that should be Alabama's spot, but, you know, they had to lose to them. Uh, and then overall, there's a lot of ranked teams playing unranked teams, so not that many uh, good games as far as that concerned, and then Kansas Kansas State. I almost said Kansas City, but Kansas State versus Oklahoma State. That's nine against twenty-two. But over, in, over other than that, it's just kind of you know unranked against yeah. against ranked. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned, those are games I'm really excited about. But I think the only other game with implication uh, of some sort, implication of some sort with the winner, is the Patriots and the Jets. Because if the Patriots lose again. Will we see Zappy just take over immediately? Or if Mac Jones plays well, will Mac Jones take over? Or is there another script that says that both of them will play? And when will that script take place? Um, he came out and said that the quarterbacks both know the situation and that they understand what's at stake and they understand what they're playing for. And they understand what the long-term goal is. He's, that's what he said. But to the media, he said, if you ask you know, about what, what it's going to look like, um, next week, you're asking a hypothetical question, and he has he's only looking at today. So with the media, no one knows, but I think that game's going to give us a little bit more insight on what's to come. But those are the games I'm really excited about. Okay, very good. All right, well, let's get out of here. It's Friday night. Yeah. Friday. Friday. All right, cool, man. Listeners, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. If you haven't done so, please subscribe. Catch you on the other side of the weekend. See ya. See ya. God bless.